And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll assess a Yankees roster loaded with bounce-back candidates. Like death and taxes, Dodger's been a Dodger. <laughs> I have That's not had uh, three co-crews yet. It worked great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15. On The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15 for Friday, March 12th. I'm Al Melchior, and with me here for this episode is Derek Van Riper and DVR. Uh, hard to believe that we've made it this far in the series without talking about the Yankees, but but here we are. So uh, lots to talk about, you know, is, is the case with most of these teams. No, the Yankees, no. They're a drama-free club all the time. <laughs> Well, somebody who's well accustomed to the drama and can help us uh, break through all of it is Lindsay Adler, who's the beat writer for The Athletic covering the Yankees. So, Lindsay, thank you so much for taking the time and uh, coming on the show with us here. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. All right, well, we will dig right into it. And uh, if we're going to talk about drama, let's just neatly segue into a discussion here about Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge. So I know you recently wrote a piece for The Athletic talking about several of the Yankees who I think, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think your, your phrase was that they have something to prove. These two certainly do health-wise. Um, so any new updates on Stanton or Judge? Yeah, I mean, Stanton looks great. Um, Judge seems to be doing well. Stanton really looks like he just sort of picked up where he left off last October when he was healthy, when he was hitting well. Um, something interesting that come that's come up this week is Aaron Boone said that he thinks Giancarlo is actually a better, a more skilled hitter now than he was in his MVP season. And Giancarlo was asked about that yesterday, and he said he agrees with that. He feels that his um, plate discipline, I think he mentioned pitch recognition, a number of things, he feels he is in a better spot. So... Uh, yeah, if he stays healthy and it seems like he's doing well in that department, that's pretty interesting. And Judge is um, he's he's ramping up. He's hitting the ball hard. And this is, I think, a better spring than they've had for the two of them since at least 2019. Well, that's great news for, for both of them. And you also mentioned Glaber Torres in that piece. Uh, so maybe not as much of a health concern for him. But from what you've seen so far, are there reasons to have optimism for a bounce back for him. Yeah. I mean, I feel for Glaber because it was a really tough situation for everyone. Obviously, you know, we're all living through a pandemic. Every player was dealing with the layoff, but it just, it seemed like it was a really tough season for him um, in terms of like getting back into the swing of things and then not necessarily being totally in shape. And so I'm heading into the season sort of, trying to consider Glaber's production in 2020, at least at the plate, as not necessarily meaningfully representative of what he can do in 2021. Like, I think, I think he can have a totally fine, you know, 
Glaber Torres esque great year at the plate. Um, the defense obviously is probably still a work in progress, but it just seemed like it was a tough enough season for him that personally, I'm just trying not to read too much into what happened in 2020. Yeah, and that's uh, advice we could probably use for a lot of players uh, coming off of last season. A lot of aberrant performances there. And just one more hitter uh, that I want to ask you about, Aaron Hicks. There was recently a report that uh, Aaron Boone was thinking of Hicks as his number three hitter. That's obviously very tantalizing from a fantasy (laughs) perspective. Uh, How seriously should we take that? You know, I think I did a roster projection, I think, before spring. I think I may have thrown out a, you know, potential lineup and I think I may have had Hicks in the three hole either that or I'm doing some really flattering revisionist history but um <laughs> I mean I think that just makes a lot of sense you you put maybe DJ at the top again um judge behind him Hicks can get on base and he said that he just really struggled with his full swing last year after coming back from Tommy John surgery which explained a lot of the lack of power so he will take his walks, but he can also obviously drive in a couple runs there. And then you put Stanton behind him. And I think it makes, personally, I think it makes a lot of sense to put him there. If a Yankee can be underrated, I do feel like Aaron Hicks is a little bit underrated in terms of what he really yes. brings on a day-to-day basis. Nice to have him further away from that surgery entering 2021. Lindsay, is there a possibility that Jamison Tyon won't be ready for opening day? I mean, he's been through a lot in his career. Uh, if he's not ready, who is the best candidate to step in and, and take that rotation spot? What makes you wonder if he'll be ready or not ready for opening day? Just the general Jamison Tyon, like you know, right, is, is he right, is he but... being held back? Is he being delayed for any reason? I mean, I've, he's pitching in spring games, so it looks like he's tracking toward being on track with everybody else. Yeah. So like. I'm not going to say that any timing for UCL surgery is ever good, but, you know, he was able to sort of like start building things back up, I think at the end of last season. Um, So he's coming in pretty good. I I don't know what the plan is for him. I think it's sort of the same with Kluber where they're going to focus on having them in top shape at the end of September. Um, So I I don't know what maybe, you know, spacing out going to a six man rotation early in the season might look like or limiting their innings. But yeah, Tyon seems like he's good to go. He seems um, he seems happy with where he's at physically. His new mechanics are sort of fun, even if aesthetically I'm (laughs) maybe not maybe a short action person. Um, But yeah, I, I think he's a really hard one because everything about his injury history and two Tommy John surgeries say like red flag, red flag, red flag. But he has said that he feels physically better after the second Tommy John surgery. And he has changed his mechanics to make sure that he's not um, putting himself at risk in the same way. And we just don't have a big data sample on how guys bounce back from a second Tommy John surgery. So I would say, you know, be, be cautiously optimistic, but, um, I feel like he looks good. He says he feels good and he's done a number of things to um, position himself well for the start of the season. I think let's talk about Jordan Montgomery for a moment. He hasn't pitched a lot because of his own Tommy John surgery since 2017, maybe a similar situation to tie on in some ways, just in that he seems like he's fine right now, but he also might need some maintenance, whether that's you know, manipulating the schedule around off days, whatever that would be. But does he look like he's, 
going full bore this spring as well? Yeah. Um, something that was really nice a week or so ago, he said that when he was in a game against the Orioles, he was working on his um, curveball command and location. And for someone like Jordan, who I think has gone back and forth on a number of different things on um, mechanics, you know, of coming back from injury and whatnot, it was like sort of nice just to hear him be at a place where he can really just like spring training it up. And I think what's really interesting about Jordan is like, you know, he was really slim before his Tommy John surgery. And then he bulked up a lot to try to add power. And now it seems like he's sort of found a better medium. And so I would almost say that like the way I see it is like, you know, over the few years that I've observed Jordan, um, I would say he's sort of like been Goldilocksing his way. So I think he's going in with um, a much better idea of who he is as a pitcher this year. I think he's a pretty interesting part of that rotation. Could have a full sort of breakout here in 2021. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Uh, the Yankees are one of the few teams in the league that don't have a lot of drama around who will actually close out games. That's generally just Aroldis Chapman's job. But the bridge to him is a little more complicated with Zach Britton having elbow surgery. Who do you see being kind of the, the prominent high leverage relievers in front of Chapman, especially while Britton is out? Yeah, so Aaron Boone basically said it will be eighth inning or set up by committee. Um, they brought in Darren O'Day and Justin Wilson, which is useful. Chad Green looks very good this spring. And then Jonathan Loizaga, they've really gone back and forth a lot on how to use him. They sort of like used him in a swingman role. And now it seems like this is, this is sort of a term I'm trying to, trying to get going here. Like the way they've described it sort of sounds like they want to use him as sort of like a utility reliever where he can open games. He can maybe give them a couple innings of coverage, or he can just come out and be super nasty for an inning. So what I would expect is that you have the O'Day Wilson green part of the bullpen slide back and focus on that being matchup based. And then it's more the, more the middle innings where um, the, the depth coverage I think will come in. Well, that's really good information for those of us who play in sim leagues or saves and holds leagues. So it's, it's a fantasy increasingly becoming a fantasy relevant question there. Um, so, uh, you know, the Yankees rotation and, and the bullpen, as you discussed, I mean, it does seem fairly set, but uh, there are a couple of prospects that a lot of people are, are very interested in, Davey Garcia and Clark Schmidt, primarily among them. Is it realistic for us to expect either or both of those pitchers to spend a significant part of the season in the rotation? I would say definitely Davey. Um, he, he had a nice run last year. You know, I mean, like the final numbers don't necessarily represent how impressive it was. And I think he I think he got a little bit lucky last year as well. And so for him to come out and look good again this spring, I think is a really good sign. And so he's, you know, for for my money, I would not to jinx anything like I would maybe give him the fifth spot for now um, and sort of see what happens. And then Clark is coming back from uh, like a some some sort of um, like 
non-UCL uh, elbow strain. And so he'll be a while back, but yeah, I would definitely think that while they have guys like Kluber and Tyone building back up, you know, and even someone like Montgomery, that there's more room at the back of the rotation. And I, I would expect that we'll see them used and also used creatively in some cases. Interesting. All right. Well, uh, as we wrap things up here, we've talked about a lot of players. So is there somebody we haven't talked about who might be a little bit under the radar who's really impressed you in spring so far that we should be paying attention to? Jay Bruce. Um, Jay Bruce does look good. It's the Yankees bench is, I mean, there's like maybe two spots open and really one of them you would think would be Mike Talkman's spot because he's out of minor league options, but um, yeah, Jay, Jay Bruce has looked very good. Um, I think he has at least, as Aaron Boone likes to say, put himself in the conversation for making the roster out of spring. And um, it's, it's cool to see, you know, he brings that left-handed versatility. He can, you know, get a couple outfield reps and then also back up Luke Voigt at first base. Um, so I think all things considered, he would be a pretty good fit for the roster if spring goes for him. Ah, that's that's really good to know. And he's shown in the past that even with uh, somewhat limited playing time that he can produce a lot of power. So that's uh, definitely somebody to keep an eye on. So uh, on that note, we're going to wrap this up uh, for this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15. If you're enjoying this podcast on a platform that allows you to leave a rating and a review, we always do appreciate it when you take the time to do that. And when you take the time too to fill out our listener survey, just click click on the link provided in the show notes. So Lindsay, thank you so much. Uh, we did cover a lot of ground here and uh, really do appreciate you uh, providing us with all the uh, information and insight. Yeah, thank you guys. All right, fantastic. So for Lindsay Adler and for Derek Van Riper, I'm Al Melkier, and we'll be back with a special Saturday episode. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.